Hello, and welcome to the Mercenary Star Podcast. We are a Battletech podcast highlighting the storied mercenary units in the newest Kickstarter from Catalyst Game Labs and beyond. My name is Seth, also known as White Fox, and I'm your host. I'm joined today by a very special guest, my co-host for the day, Aaron from Of Mechs and Men. How are you doing? Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm very excited to talk about Snorts here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, we'll dive into it here shortly, but we're going to talk about, uh, we're in episode eight, key number two to announce, uh, and we're going to be covering the Snords Irregulars. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's honestly the perfect follow-up for the Wolf Dragoons from last uh, episode. So we'll dive in that, into that in a minute. But first, Aaron, let us know a little bit about yourself. How so, did you get into Battletech? So I've been into Battletech starting with, which is the story for a lot of people, MechWarrior games. Uh, MechWarrior was one of the first video games I ever played, uh, playing it on a floppy disk on an old like military-issued oh, yeah. laptop. Uh, and throughout the years, I played the games as they came out, loved them. And then it wasn't until I was in high school that a friend of mine said, hey, have you ever played Battletech before? And I was like, no, I have no idea what that is. And he started showing me some of the mechs. And I was like, oh, that's like a mech from an old video game that I like. And that's when he said, oh, they're the same thing. So <laughs> oh, yeah, we had some fun with it. Then a few years later, we had the box set come out. And Brent was the one out of our friend group, my co-host over on of Mechs and Men. And he said, hey, let's play Battletech together. And after that, I think the first game I played, I played an Atlas, turned on concrete while running, fell, landed on the cockpit, was out of the game instantly. And I was in love from that point on. Oh, that's amazing. For the next decade, uh, yeah. me and Brent played on and off pretty much every week uh, against each other. And just continued rolling with it so around That's... that time we had all the games and everything come out we had mech warrior online harebrained oh, yeah. scheme it just was a great time to follow through with it that's fantastic and and it's stories like that which is why i love classic battletech i love the granularity of it i love the the stories that we all get out of those games of you ran you tried to turn on concrete and you fell and crushed your your head, right? End yep. of game, right? <laughs> or, you know, I've had them where it's like, uh, I, you know, I'd lost both my arms and uh, I decided to go ahead and just jump on somebody's head and it worked. You know, it's like one of those like <laughs> one in a hundred chances and I totally won a game off of Death from Above. Uh, and oh, then yeah. I try it way too often after that because I got it to work one time. Every time. <laughs> every time. Battletech is not a game that you can go into and no, hope to win no, every time. You're just no. going to hope for a story at the end. Uh, but I love it. I, I do love that. Uh, I also love that the classic is lends itself to narrative play. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will shout it out at the end. But if you have not heard of, if you have not heard of, of Mechs and Men, the Battletech book club podcast I guess, if you will. <laughs> uh, you should definitely check it out. It's amazing. They're currently covering the Warrior Trilogy, uh, and so that's a lot of fun. So, 
let's dive into our unit for the week. The Snord's Irregular, shall we? I'm ready. All right. Moving over on the YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, we thank you for it. But definitely give it a, a, a you know, give it, check it out on uh, YouTube. We'd love to have your sub, sub, give it a like. But you can also check it out in video on Spotify as well. And you'll be able to follow along with a lot of the things we're talking about here. So first and foremost, Snord's Regulars was founded in the year 3007. They are um, an interesting unit. I've never really been a fan of them. I think because there's not a lot out there, first of all. But I did find it fascinating researching them for uh you know for this that that there I was like oh that's cool like I do like the fact that you know some of their history and where they came from so we're going to talk about that but Cranston Snord was the guy who started Snord's Regulars and he was the um of the Wolf Dragoons and then broke away from the Wolf Dragoons and started Snord's Regulars with like he had only his own mech and then in a card game, he won this like pretty much pile of trash mercenary unit called McFinley's Manglers. <laughs> Literally five mechs, like one and a half of them worked. And a, <laughs> and a Union class dropship that was about to fall apart as well. But he won them and then turned them into the Snords of Regulars. <laughs> he made them work for him. He made them work, uh, sold them off, started the mercenary unit, um, and... Uh, and then, you know, went on to infamy for their own specialty from there. So, uh, also, too, I think this is another reason why I didn't like them. I realized this in researching it. Their logo, if you will, is an American quarter. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, okay. This is the most unoriginal, horrible mercenary logo that you could come up with. <laughs> I mean, it's the year thir- 3007. The United States of America is not a thing and hasn't been for like <laughs> a thousand years. Um, you know, it's, It definitely isn't high up there on the patches you want to order with the Kickstarters no, and all of really that. it's really not. <laughs> and then there's also the whole... Um, confusion with the fact that they use the the eagle side of the american quarter the it's like a specific one like the liberty Mm -hmm. quarter or something um they use that one but they also use the buffalo nickel like the buffalo side of the buffalo nickel now slightly cooler because uh those in my childhood have even been rare and i'm a child of the 80s and so you know, that's a little bit cooler than the quarter, but it's like, it's still, it's just a coin. Like <laughs> it is. And when at first glance you're going through and you're looking at all the cool logos of all the different Merc units, you're looking oh, at the yeah. stories of all the other Merc units. And then you come across Snords and if it is one of the reasons I love them is that they are, it, 
they are so eccentric all the way through. They really they are. are. They are the, we could say, the goofy side of Battletech. Uh, we have so many great dramatic stories. We have so many great political and thrillers and all the different genres are covered. And then you have the Snords come in representing the fun, wacky Indiana Jones adventures that they want to have all the way through. And they just pop in and out of the fiction and the lore whenever they seem to feel like it. And whenever that happens, somebody's having a bad day because and see, they've come it, in crazy. If it had been presented that they were the Indiana Jones unit of the Battletech universe, I think I probably would have liked him better. Mm hmm. You know, and I think I probably would have even grown up being like, okay, the quarter makes sense. The Buffalo nickel makes sense because their whole shtick is that they are finding ancient um, Star League and Lost Tech artifacts from the history of humanity. And mm -hmm. that's their whole thing. That is literally part of why they were created. And, and then they're also really good at it. So... Like I said, I think if it had been presented in that such a way, I think I probably would have been a little, you know, more excited about him as a unit. As it was, I, I, they just weren't anywhere in the lore hardly either in the first part mm -hmm. of the battle. I mean, they were there, but it was briefly in mention, you know, in passing. And it was also, I mean, they had their own source books, uh, which is also weird. So first appearance for them, by all accounts that I can find, was the Cranston Snords a regular source book? You know, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're on the YouTube and you're like, no, it was here. You know, comment on it and and give me a link or or point me in the direction where I can find it, and I will I will correct it. But I can't find anything else. Everything else published that mentions them that is that is uh, referenced on Sarna and everything everywhere else is um, newer than the Cranston Snords source book. So that came out in 1986. Uh, their first appearance in fiction was actually 1988 in a short story in, a sh in the Shrapnel Anthology from 1988. It was a, a story called Dispatch. So uh, they were, they've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> They're just kind of in the Dragoon shadow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, a couple fun facts and we'll get into a little bit more of the details later, but, um, what we didn't know when this source book came out in 1986 and we didn't know until the clan invasion stuff came out was that the Wolf's Dragoons were clan and that there was something called the Dragoon Compromise where the clans created the Wolf's Dragoons and sent them to the inner sphere well, then once that was revealed, then it kind of is like, oh, is Snord part of the clans? Why, yes, he is. Mm -hmm. He was also part of the Dragoon Compromise and uh, was a clan wolf free birth warrior uh, from that, which, you know, was, was kind of cool. Um, and so, again, it just kind of lends to that. Also, you find out, you know, we first were like, oh, he left because he didn't like Jamie the Wolf and they got... You know, didn't get along. Well, then later you find out, oh, no, it was actually Jamie Wolf wanted him to go start a unit specifically to go be the Indiana Jones of the Battle yep. Mercenary units. Yep. Uh, and and if, if they left on bad terms, then people wouldn't 
follow along on what they were doing. Basically, let them Absolutely. fade off into the sunset and let them rob as many tombs as they could find. Absolutely, and it also took away the. Um, it, you know, it kind of took took the limelight off of the dragoons when you know the snords regulars were like finding all this lost tech and artifacts and stuff like that mm-hmm. um even though it was probably there was a lot of uh, mutual information shared for some of that um so yeah that's uh kind of some cool things there also one of the things that they found one of the artifacts they found that i thought this was crazy was uh stefan ameris's throne yes <laughs> okay uh yeah. that's you know, it's not, it, not sure what be, you're going to be able to do with it, that's but crazy, they found it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like finding, you know, I don't know for, for us, the equivalent would be like finding like Hitler's armchair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. I'm sure it's worth a ton of money, but mm-hmm. do you really want it? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a, a cool piece of history. Okay. Um, uh, and then also one of my other favorite little tidbits was that they had um, they occupied Camelot Command, the Star mm-hmm. League base that's out there in uh, Jade Falcon space during the clan invasion. But it's in Lyran space. But also because, you know, I was of an age where I enjoyed the Battletech cartoon in the 90s. <laughs> I was waiting every week for the next episode uh, came out on Saturday mornings. Or no, it was Sunday mornings. So it wasn't even Saturday mornings. It was Sunday mornings. And so like uh, we had to, I had to tape it while I was at church and then I could come home and watch it that afternoon. <laughs> uh, VCRs, ladies and gentlemen. They're a real thing. Lost it's tech. Modern day lost tech, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, but anyway. Um, okay, so... Uh, if you're watching the video again, we've got a, a picture of Cranston Snord and his daughter Rhonda Snord, uh, which also, again, going back to the the fun facts here, she also was from Clan Wolf. She just mm-hmm. was a child when she came you know, with them from Clan Homeworlds. Uh, and that was one of the things that was pointed out. But here's here's what I'm getting from this photo, from this picture. It's not a photo. They're not real people. Uh Strong Natasha Kerensky vibes. <laughs> that that with a with a dash of Tank Girl in oh, yeah. there. Of, oh, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, but think about it. She knew Natasha Kerensky. Mm-hmm. She at least spent a year uh, traveling from the homeworlds to the Inner Sphere, with probably mm-hmm. in somewhat close proximity, and knowing of and who Natasha Kerensky was. I just. That kind of like, you know, shocked me a little bit to remember that. Also, too, they have these like artifacts with them, right? Like she has yeah. like, <laughs> you know, the karate kid, like not quite, but almost like the karate kid headband, um, yep. you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And then her shirt says Elvis is king. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then I have, you know, and then I'm curious, like, what's his jacket? Like, is it supposed to be something and the sword that he has, is that some other weird artifact? I don't know. Yeah, I, I figure they woke up every day and looked in their closet and said, what is the coolest stuff we have? We're going to oh, put absolutely. that on. Uh, like, what is, what is the craziest stuff we found? Yeah. The sunglasses on her shirt are probably some like relic, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some Ray-Bans from ancient Terra. <laughs> 
but yeah, so that I just so that's actually the photo from the or the I keep saying photo. It's the picture from the cover of Cranston's Nords Regulars mm-hmm. source book. Um, and so the source book is on the screen now, as well as the later book Rhonda's Irregulars, which she when she was old enough to be a mech warrior, she was commanding a company in the Snords Irregulars. And then later when she took over, um, sometimes they would also be called Rhonda's Irregulars, not just Snords Irregulars. So mm-hmm. as, as a unit, but, uh, but yeah, um, some other, f- some other fun facts. Uh, I got s- snagged some, uh, Battletech card game images, because they were in there too. <laughs> um, you had contract with Snords Regulars and Rhonda Snord as a pilot in the card game. I loved the card game. Mm-hmm. If I don't know if you ever got to play it, that, I still have that's mine. That's the one area I never really got to dive into. Uh, that was that was bigger during the time when I was unaware of BattleTech being its own independent thing. Mm-hmm. But we, I have seen so many of the cool like card art and descriptions that have come through some of those. And yeah. it just makes you want to, you know, find a couple of them and have the ones that uh, you just fall in love with. Yeah, it was short lived, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and unfortunately, I did not have disposable income as a high schooler when it was in its <laughs> prime. And so as any collectible card game gamers know, it costs a lot of money to have the entire collection. <laughs> so I did not even attempt it, but. I have a, a but, fair amount. I have two or th- you know, I don't know, four or five decks worth of cards and and then spares besides that, but I do love how in this card though, for the Ronda Snord card, how you were drawing the comparison to Natasha Kerensky. Yeah. And then the quote on the card down at the bottom is oh, from see, Natasha Kerensky. I hadn't even I didn't even read uh, that. But yeah. And the quote course. is, Of course she's good. She copied me. See, so I knew it. <laughs> I knew it and I didn't even I didn't even I hadn't even read the flavor text on that yet so that's fantastic um but yeah like i said t- makes total sense um so i appreciate that little the little tie in there so um and then also more the recently uh moving into the ill clan era the current commander is joshua snord who is grandson i guess of mm-hmm. Grandson or great grandson? I'm not sure which of the of. It's probably grandson to Rhonda, so great grandson to Cranston. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he kind of embodies their same youthful spirit, um. And so yeah, good times. And then the Force Pack, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love how you can kind of follow their history along it, and they're one yeah. of the few mercenary units that managed to stay right outside of most of the bad stuff that was going on throughout the different eras. So where they didn't take like critical losses, they managed to pick their fights well. And of course uh, they had some run-ins with Jade Falcon during the clan invasion that cost them, but throughout it, they've stayed pretty much the same beats all the way through. They grew in strength they went back and lived in their museum base that they loved and just kept doing what they were doing exactly the way they wanted to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to go into a little bit of 
I'm going to go into a little bit of the um, summary that we have for them, and then we'll talk about the force pack real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, also real quick, too, this will be in the show notes, but uh, they did have the two dedicated source books, Cranston Stored's Regulars in 86 and Rhonda's Regulars in 1991. And then there's only been three pieces of fiction about them, but they've been in a lot of other source books as well. But Dispatch, which was the Shrapnel Anthology from 1988, and that was by Elizabeth Danforth and Michael Stackpole. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know. Uh, and then Call of Duty, which was by Blaine Lee Pardo in 2001, that was part of the Civil War stuff, and that was Archer Christofori with uh, Archer's Avengers. And then uh, Permanent Losses, which was a Battlecore short story by Aaron Cahill in 2016, um, right before Battlecore stopped. So, But those are the only three pieces of fiction that I can find on them. If Again, anyone has any more out there, please let me know. Yeah, it is something you'll check the Sarna article on it. And you'll see a lot of like one page mentions, but a lot yeah. of it's either in source books or um, any of just small mention one offs. So nothing yeah. where it's too dedicated. Um, all right. So we kind of hit on some of these points, but uh, the Snores Regulars, again, left the Wolf's Dragoons in 3007 secretly at the behest of Jamie Wolf to form his own unit and search out Star League and Lost Tech in the Inner Sphere separately from the Dragoons to keep suspicion at a minimum. Uh, with only his archer, he was fortunate to win in a card game the crumbling mercenary unit McFinley's Manglers, which was five broken mechs and a dilapidated dropship to form the Snords Regulars. Um, desperate to earn money and pay off debt, their first contract was with Janos Merrick for the Free World League. Uh, and Janos was just a shifty guy altogether. I mean, <laughs> he he tried, he would hire mercenaries and then just betray them left and right. Uh, he did it with the Dragoons, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Janos tried to absorb the unit and their equipment, starting a few that would last decades when uh, Snord led a mercenary rebellion and escaped. And some of the... Rem- Remnants of other mercenary units ended up joining him in that time. Um, if you want to maybe take that second section there. If you've got that. Uh, let me try refreshing notes here. Like to oh, yeah, you know, bounce ping pong back and forth there. I don't like t- to talk the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Let me grab... I was running off the old document, so I had to oh, refresh. Oh, I hadn't refreshed. Uh, yeah, you're good. Yep. So, okay. Uh, and Janus Merrick. Okay, so they work for Lion Common Law. Gotcha. All yep. right. So with that, they would also work for the Lyran Commonwealth during the Fourth Succession War and the War Thirty Nine. Uh, and into the clan invasion. Uh, during that time, Cranston would suffer a heart attack in 3034, and that is when Rhonda took over. Yeah. Uh, before the invasion, Jamie Wolf met secretly with the Snords, informing them of the pending clan invasion and asking them to confirm secret mech production facilities on Outreach, the planet that they were trying to get to from House Steiner, or the planet they were trying to get from House Steiner. 
The Irregulars volunteered and gave Jamie a full accounting of outreach while falsifying the reports to the Lyran Commonwealth. Uh, there is a fun little story there during that period when Rhonda was taking over that uh, Cranston kind of takes his last ride out and it is to visit the grave of Janos Merrick. Yes. And it, the only objective was to lay down a bed of flowers and to share a drink over top of his grave, uh, saying yeah. he at least owed him that much for being such a pain in his ass isn't, all the way through. Isn't that hilarious? Like, yes. he yeah. literally spends millions of sea bills to go travel to Janos Merrick's grave illegally. Like, you know that yep. they snuck onto the planet and they snuck in and they sat there. And, um, but it's funny because he also kind of considered it like, it's like he didn't have the hatred that Janos Merrick did, you know. It was like, no, no, it, it was, was all just it was part of the game. Rubbing it in, as yeah. well as saying like I at least owe it to the guy. Yeah. Uh, and I just think that is one of those things that really sums up who they are. Is well, just yeah, and it also doesn't. I didn't include it in here, but um, I mean, even you know Wayne Waco with his feud with the Dragoons uh, mm -hmm. extended to. You know, it, it basically Janos Marik played off that too to try to to destroy not the only the dragoons but also the uh, the regulars because again Janos did not apparently <laughs> like mercenaries even though he tried to employ them. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, after the after the clan invasion, the irregulars would face off mostly against Clan Jade Falcon, uh, even drawing the ire of Vander Van Chistu. Uh, when they operated out of Camelot Command behind Falcon Lines. I loved the little thing about that. So they had been basically trying to find Camelot Command. Mm -hmm. uh, they had they had a whole operation where they're like, we know it's there. We just need this little bit of data. And they like went and did another operation. It was called, um, oh shoot, what was it called? Operation uh, something. But they went and they, they basically raided some other place to get this data and they're like, now we know where it is. And they go only to find out that they've been beaten to it by the first Somerset Strikers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, again, was part of why I was like, oh, I love that they're part of this history now. Because, again, I loved the cartoon. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so, I, you know, obviously they kind of decanonized the cartoon itself. But most of the elements of it, they still remain as canon in some form or fashion so yeah uh, i love this yes yeah, so the fact that that the Lyran commonwealth actually knew about camelot command and had already gone in and stripped it and, mm -hmm. and so that the snort regulars show up and this is like one of the few times <laughs> they get to a star league base and it has already you know been beaten to the punch yeah. um, but then they use it to operate mm -hmm. against the clans which is fantastic so i love that um, yeah, that that was something during that clan invasion time period yeah. that uh, it's mentioned in the Rhonda source book that Jamie Wolf um, coordinated with Rhonda, basically saying, like, who are you fighting for here? Like, yeah. you know, we've drawn our lines. Where are yours? And they said, hey, we're in the inner sphere now. Yeah. So we fight for the inner sphere. This is where all our stuff is. So and boy, uh, did they have stuff. Oh, they had stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Seems uh, like a yeah. whole yeah, I mean, career of... I mean, it's the only mercenary unit I know of that has had a museum for, you know, a long <laughs> time. So, uh, yeah, then they, during the Fedcom Civil War, they ended up 
um, trying to kind of stay out of it, though the contents of the novel Call of Duty, uh, they actually kind of get tricked into fighting Archer Christophori and the Archer's Avengers um, when because the, they were under contract to the Larian Commonwealth and Catherine Steiner Davion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that horrible person that she is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but And so Archer goes to try to basically recruit them, and then Loki agents are like, no, let's make them fight each other. That'll be cool. And so that <laughs> happens. Um, they eventually find out in the book and leave Catherine's service. But then they're still like, no, nah, we still don't want to be involved in this. So they get deployed against the clans. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, after that, they, after the Civil War, we kind of, you know, time kind of jumped forward. We had the whole mm-hmm. Blakist era, um, you know, <laughs> uh, to try not to use that word that, you know, gets us all bl- uh, blacklisted on, on uh, <laughs> YouTube. But they... Um, they survived all of that, like you said, and then they, uh, moving into the dark, you know, into the dark age in the ill clan. Um, we had, uh, Joshua snored ends up taking over from his father who his father apparently was like too much of a, of a, you know, he was anti risk and anti reward mm-hmm. basically. Which is anti snore. Anti snore. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could see, a. a reasoning where growing up with family that was crazy like that and then oh, being yeah. like, I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, but yeah, he only led it for a short time and then uh, Joshua took over and is the current commander of mm-hmm. the Snords regulars. Uh, and so it's good to see them back in in the business of crazy because they basically yeah. went and raided uh, Clinton in Merrick Space and got all of their stuff back from the Snords Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and then, but then what's crazy is then he just sold some of it to basically fund, fund them getting back up to battalion strength in like the 30, you know, 30, 50 year, around there. So, um, it but, seems like they're always looking for the next thing they're going to find, even yeah. if it means you got to sell off some of the old stuff. Well, you shoot. Now at this point, you've got the clan glass scorpion and their seekers mm-hmm. that are searching for mm-hmm. all this stuff too. So I bet they would pay a pretty penny for a lot of it mm-hmm. as well. Uh, all right, well, hey, let's take a look at the source pack, or the source pack, force pack, uh, for the Snorns Irregulars, because this is the last force pack that we have um, for any of them. Uh, if you're viewing the, viewing it, it's it's horrible. Mine here. But, Minus Frank uh, and Mech, who's out getting ready for it. Yes. <laughs> getting well, ready we, for we, painting. Ha- we do have a picture, uh, so it's on mm-hmm. the screen. But uh, we've got... Uh, some pretty interesting mechs in this one, um, because again, Snords regulars don't do anything regularly; they are <laughs> irregular. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we start off and we've got the variant Highlander for Rhonda Snord, which was also I did always like the fact that she piloted a Highlander. I thought it was mm-hmm. cool. Now, sometimes in the images they would have horrible drawn images of her Highlander. It did not ever look like a Highlander back in the day. Um, but yeah, so so she piloted a Highlander uh, variant, which is pretty awesome. We have a jumping guillotine, 
mm-hmm. uh, which I always liked the guillotine myself. Um, but yeah, got it here. And it's got the smoke plumes in the box as well, which I love that they have those. Uh, yes. They, they work really well, actually. So They're also a lot of fun to paint, uh, especially if you're using contrast paints or anything like that to throw yeah. them together and just have them look good while Definitely you are do uh, that. not putting them on the table. But they're yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and then for the new mech in the box, we have the Spartan, which mm-hmm. is a, I f- a Star League era mech. Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, it's a cool sculpt too. It definitely is yeah. better than it, the It looks like one. a Star League era mech it and, does. uh, has a, it has a great look because of that. I like some of those older, yeah. we could say, uh, to some people, maybe goofier designs, but I love them. Um, and then we have this unique to the regulars mech, uh, and they just have dubbed it the Franken mech. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty crazy because it's basically an archer's left arm and left torso, a um, a rifleman's like center torso, and mm-hmm. maybe cockpit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, but then it's like a warhammer's right tor- a warhammer's right arm, and. <laughs> But then what's also crazy is the original even had a Phoenix Hawk head. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> actually might have been the cockpit. I don't know. And then there's also some um, in in the force pack, it has a Phoenix Hawk's head that can actually sit on top of the middle there, as well as like, they kind of look like jet plumes or something. Um, but then also has the rifleman, um, you know, What's antenna it called? Antenna, top. yes, uh, that you can use as well because there are two notable pilots for this mech, both of them from the Snores Regulars. Um, and it's funny because it's the first one is uh, Samuel Sneed, also went by Shorty, uh, mm-hmm. and he was a former clan warrior as well. He had his roots in the Dragoon Compromise. And he was an elite pilot, but he was also a tech. Mm-hmm. He was a tech that became a pilot. Um, and so he, like, literally built it from scratch. And so I <laughs> love that story. That's fantastic. It, it seems like one of those things where it's like you're coming from clan society and you're coming back to inner sphere tech and you're like, man, do I miss Omnimex? Maybe I'll just make one in my own garage. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. But that's also, so here's also, I don't, I mean, I think this is just probably not out there anywhere, but Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he was a tech in the, he was a tech in the Wolf Dragoons and with the um, clan Wolf, he could have been Trueborn that had failed Mm -hmm. out Uh, because the, the name Sneed, isn't that a, Sir, you know, a blood name in the clans. Yeah, that is something that in the source book I didn't see when they were talking about it because they mention Shorty a lot in there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he was in the books for sure. So. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I just curious, like you know, it was just a thought I had in looking at all this uh, that he could have been Trueborn yeah. because he was from that original group. Uh, and you know, Trueborns got put put down to the lower castes all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So yeah, sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Oh, no worries. I think my wife is home. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so that's crazy. And then also later, his descendant, Elizabeth Lizzie Sneed, uh, mm-hmm. reacquires his mech from a <laughs> museum, I think. And then basically starts tinkering with it as well. And so she has her own. Uh, so yeah, just crazy. Um, obviously, this mech is... Uh, unique to the snords but um but yeah it's just i don't know i i love the idea of somebody literally just building it from scratch out of parts in their garage like oh yeah just saying so. like oh here's the parts that i love here's the parts that i got uh let's make a mech out of it so yeah. i think it's very fun that it's in the uh box here so you get to play I around too. with it I do too and you know i've i've heard some others talk about it they're like oh you know like it would have been nice to have something else you know maybe but um mm-hmm. but no, you know what that's fine i think it's great we well all... and it, it is it is the snorts pack so it if you're gonna snorts have pack. a weird one this it's is the, the pack time to, to have put it. it in yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> and it was in the fiction so that helps yeah um for sure so uh yeah well that is our look at the snorts regulars um and their force pack and like i said you can find this force pack um, at your friendly local game shop or online at the sponsor of our show, Fortress Miniatures and Games. Be sure to check them out. Uh, they uh, they get everything in and usually get it out pretty quick, so it's they're pretty fantastic. But uh, definitely check it out. <laughs> Is that interrupted by my dog? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, you can definitely check it out, um, and get it now. Again, this is the last of the force packs that we have for mercenary units. From now on, it's going to be ones without force packs. And so we're going to have to just, uh, we did this with the, um, Avanti's angels. We, where we basically are going to have to decide what we think would make a good force pack. <laughs> so you'll have to come back for somebody else and we'll, we'll have to create a force pack, mm-hmm. you know, our, our <laughs> ideal force pack for a unit. So that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, so Aaron, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope that you have had fun here talking about the snores of regulars. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you and a little bit about the podcast you're on. So, Yes, absolutely. I had a blast. So especially having an excuse to deep dive into Snords a little bit. Uh, I am I have found a unit I love through it. Something that I was barely aware of because of the force pack. Then getting to go through it was a lot of fun to be able to do it for here. So thank you for that opportunity. And uh, as we were talking about earlier, um, I'm one of the hosts of the podcast of Mechs and Men. As you were saying, we're a Battletech book club. So we are going through the Battletech fiction a few chapters an episode. We're trying to cover it as deep as the books deserve to be covered. A lot of the little stuff that you might have grazed over if you're somebody who read it 20 to 40 years ago or if you're going through it your first time, uh, we are just having so much fun with it. Uh, and... I'm the host that has never read these before. It's my first time going through them other than one book a decade ago. So uh, both my co-hosts, Kanan and Brent, are a little 
more versed in the universe than me. So we try not to do it with spoilers or anything like that. So feel free if you're interested in that, if you want somebody to listen along with uh, and cover the books, we're here for you. You can find us on any podcast host at of Max and Men. And all our social medias are at of Max and Men, either Twitter, Instagram. And we also hang out on the Valhalla Club Discord server, uh, which a lot of the Absolutely. other content creators are on. So we have a great time in there. Feel free to come hang out with us there as well. Yeah, absolutely. They, the Valhalla Club podcast uh, Discord has become quite the hangout for all of the Battletech podcaster and creators, not just podcasts. Um, but yeah, it's becoming quite the hangout. In fact, uh, if you're not a part of that Discord, definitely check it out. I'll try to have a link. But we're getting ready to have a fun uh, Solaris-style tournament between all all who wished to be involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're both involved in that. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. creator showdown here. So I, I will probably try to record um, the episodes, or <laughs> yes. the, the, the battles, if you will, and then clip a few highlights <laughs> or something uh, for my own part, at least. So, But it'll probably, it'll probably also s- stream it in their Discord live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can all check out all of us as we do that because I think a lots of a lot of us are going to try to do that, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, too, um, if you haven't checked out any of our last episodes, go check it out. Last episode was Wolf's Dragoons with uh, Aaron and Andrew Kroll from Wolfnet Radio Podcast. They're amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, uh, Gen Con is coming up. Yep. I am not going, unfortunately, but it is next week. Well, this week, technically, because we're recording on a Sunday. I mm-hmm. should have the episode out tonight. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's this week. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, I am sending some Mercenary Star podcast stickers with, um, with let's see, um, I'm going to send them, uh, and so hopefully any of you all, po- any of you podcasters who are there should be able to receive some of those stickers, um, from, um, <laughs> of course my mind just blanked. Um, let's see, uh, armored up is, is in, uh, on the origins of battle mix. Mm-hmm. is uh one of the hosts um why can i not remember my own friend's name um <laughs> uh, <laughs> you posted it last night <laughs> i was trying I to know, track right? it down. i'm like ah. it was why we were all giving me a hard time as derek oh, gosh my yes thinking of derek yeah he's on the origins of battle mech and also uh not not armored up. That's that's Chandler and Brute. He's on the origins of Battlemech. <laughs> so, but he uh, lives close to me, and so he is going to bring some stickers, pass them out at Gen Con. So that'll be fun. Uh, you know, uh, I told him, you know, if he had extra, just hide him at the Catalyst booth or something. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will kidding. also be there. As just well, kidding. So. If any of you Catalyst people are listening, <laughs> I know a few of you have before. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll we'll also be taking some stickers as well. So if uh, you see this episode, feel free. You see me there, track me down. We'll hook you up. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait though to hear all the things coming out of Gen Con. That's going to be exciting. 
Oh uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, gonna be distracted this week while I'm working. I'm sure. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, any other shout outs or mentions or anything you wanna tell the fine peoples? Uh, or anyone out there listening, thanks for joining the BattleTech community especially Absolutely. for the content creators out there uh as we shouted out the valhalla club discord earlier it is a great and welcoming group of people uh everyone works together so well and it's so much fun so uh we try to shout out everybody out there and uh spending the time to get out there if you're somebody that has that idea for content creation make something because it's a it's a great environment so we i know everyone here uh that's making something eats all of this stuff up it seems like a lot of the time we're making content for other content creators as well because we all love it absolutely all right well thanks again for joining me aaron thanks for having and me. have a fantastic rest of your day and everyone out there have a good safe trip to gen con if you're going and have a wonderful rest of your week night God bless.